All right, cool. So the little warm-up then, just to get ourselves in this kind of state for a good little episode, um, we're going to just do a bit of improv. It's going to take like one minute. It's very easy. We're going to have a conversation. That's it. Nobody knows what the conversation is about, but we take it in turns, but it's in numbers. We're going to count to 30. That's it. But you can use your tone. You can do whatever you want. We don't know what the conversation is about, but it's just going to be fun. So I'll start by saying like one, two, three, four, and you can say however you want. Alan, you can do three numbers, four numbers, whatever you want. Then it goes to Matt and then to me. So I'll start, then Alan, and then Matt. Sorry, just to clarify, we're we're counting to 30, but the improv is when we do our numbers, we choose how many and how and our delivery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I do the first few numbers, you'll kind of get it, all right? Are you ready? Did you learn this yesterday on your course? No, no, no. This was um, uh, another magician that I know that does improv as well. Right, are you ready? Hang on, hang on. And right, can you I'm count to 30 as well? I'm, I'm still a bit confused about the simplicity of this. It's too it's, simple. It's who's, going, it's who's going second? Me. Um, yeah. Alan. Reverse. Or, oh, okay. I'd, so I'd like me, to kind of... Alan, Matt. Right, and then back to me. All right. Are you ready? One, two, three, four, five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Uh, um, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. <laughs> I just blew my mic. Twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. <laughs> <laughs> gold pure gold I'm all right. there you go. Ricky, I'm all yeah. right with that other than blowing up my microphone I'm yes, yeah. <laughs> on that note <laughs> yes. welcome everybody to the three men and podcast the podcast where three men talk about one particular subject and this week's subject is drum roll please sound effect and on the video little drum roll <laughs> toys from our childhood <laughs> so I this this <laughs> This whole thing came about because uh, one of my children has just got a Tamagotchi. Um, and what? It was retro? Tamagotchi. Yeah, proper retro. Uh, and then because one of the children has a Tamagotchi, all of them need one now. So I just wondered what was your favourite toy from when you grew up? By the way, mm. halfway through, I've got a little game. Oh, Yay! It wouldn't be a Three Men and podcast without a game. No. Um you can tell this is oh. episode five, can't you? <laughs> Our energy yeah. is just like, Wee. <laughs> And before we jump to the favourite toys, can I... Right, you just mentioned Tamagotchi. So two things off the back of that one. I've got a story about kind of that. And then the, the other thing is... Ricky, off, before we start recording, we were just discussing being parents and stuff and things like that. And uh, Ricky, yes. So basically the other thing is, if one kid has it, they all want it. And mm. that's a nightmare in itself as well. Right, so on the Tamagotchi, before we jump into toys, my sister's stepdaughter, uh, whatever, ignore that bit. Um, um, she just asked for something tie-dye. She's 10 or nine, I lose 10. Tie-dye for her uh, birthday, right? From us, which we got her a tie-dye Very rucksack. Stone, right, so I, I just want to put out there, tie-dyeing was not cool in the 70s. I was born in 1978, don't quite remember it, but I got the aftermath. 
tie-dyeing still wasn't cool in the 90s when it came around again. And I'm just going to suggest this. In 2021, it's still not cool. So how does tie-dyeing keep coming back around, let alone Tamagotchis, which were an absolute nightmare in the late 90s, like sitting there keeping it alive? How are they still going? Who invented it? Are they millionaires? I hope so. Mm, yeah, it's true. I, I've got a tie-dye story. So literally, <laughs> literally, start of pandemic last year, uh, we ran out of things to do uh, in probably April. So Tina found videos on YouTube of people and how they tie-dyed clothes. I've got about three tie-dyed t-shirts at home, which I've never worn. Because she tied knots in them in the garden, left them on the floor and just sprayed them with bleach. Oh, no, aren't you meant to soak them in a bucket after yeah, tying yeah. knots and we're dying? That's why the tie and the dye part comes. Yeah, and, and, this, this, this is and, a... and this is why um, Matt's has long hair, you know, <laughs> which I don't think anyone's going to know that, are they? I'm the hashtag oh, long fans. nipple hair. It was the bleach from the uh, tie dye that's affected his... It's like a mutant. You've turned into a superhero. I'm not going to um, lie. Some of the yeah. T-shirts are outstanding. Not mine, the children. No, that's a that's an oxymoron. It can't be outstanding and tie dye, so you can't have that. <laughs> it literally doesn't exist, you know. Have you have any of us ever worn tie dye? No. Probably no. in the nineties. I've I think if I'm on it, like I was always a bit behind. So like I was born in seventy eight, so I missed the seventies, but my sister, who's four years older than me, was into tie dye, if I vaguely remember. So I probably wore one of her hand me downs. Um I have a refer- recollection of her making a purple tie dye t shirt, which is like three levels of wrong, you know. The purple's just not cool either. Um so no. Ricky, I, did you not... never wear tie dye? I've seen the no. pictures of you with long hair in like skater trousers. <laughs> no. Well I was, I, was, I was an emo child, yeah. An emo Oh. Child, not a um, kind of hippie style. Yeah. No, what are the rules around yeah. emo? Because I I didn't um, go, go into that circle. So emo, you pretty much wore like black. Pretty much. Um, I used to skateboard. I used to listen to emo music. So like My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday, uh, Funeral for a Friend. I mean that title in itself yeah. sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? Um, but it wasn't. But a lot of people associated it with like, oh, go slit your wrist. Not. It's not that at all. It's it's just about um, great music. Great, just well, emotional. I- Lyrics. I get that, yeah. but like, so when I, so for anyone listening, I'm 10 years older than Ricky, right? Give or take, I think it's 10 years. So when I was younger, they were goths, but mm. goths, I think, did goths stop and emo yeah. took over where goth was or does goth well, still exist? Well, we, you had grunge as well, didn't you? In the 90s. Yeah, but that's very different. So, yeah, yeah, so grunge came from, I know Cobain, about grunge. grunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah Seattle music scene, all of that. That's wrong. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. you, we did have goths as well because um, they were listening to like proper goth music, which was like um, Marilyn well, Manson. Well, 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 yeah, Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, but actually Slipknot was bloody amazing. Slipknot was fantastic, very talented people, very talented. Um, so, yeah, goths emo ten years before it. Marilyn Manson. So I'm trying. Can, shall I Google what goths listened to in the '90s, or shall I not bother? Uh, well, do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. But, um, right, we, we had emo music, um, but we also had townies, which later became chavs. Townies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it used I to wear like the Burberry place. stuff, you know, all yeah, Burberry caps. But but yeah. but once again, Townie was one of those weird ones, wasn't it? Because like, if you wore white trainers, you were a Townie. But then there was kind of Townie Plus, which was the whole Burberry. <laughs> but this is this is still like two thousands. I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Like, in in 1996, I had a carpet coat and some kind of kicker trainer kicker shoes with i think they were called little pie like i can't the top of the shoe where above your toes for anyone watching on listening on podcast i'm gesticulating with my hands right now <laughs> but the top of the shoe above your toes the leather was like twisted like a 
crimp on a pie and that's yep. we wore kickers and carpet coats but i don't know what mu- music music mm. basically has driven all of this surely but i don't know what um well a lot of emo so music was, was like pop punk blink 182 you know like kind of it's kind of like a pop version of the punk and that kind of then escalated into like my chemical romance uh taking back sunday that kind of thing yeah. Right. I, I knew that. So, Goth Rock was basically Susie and the Banshees, Joy Division, Cure, stuff like that. Of course. Joy it was, Division? Yeah, Goth? Really? Well, the thing with Joy Division, so Joy Division's at that weird uh, one where it started like in the 70s and kind of went on, even though it was Ian Curtis after he killed himself. It yeah. sort of carried on and then got more famous. So, which I, became I New think- Order, didn't it? Joy Division um, became New Order, the band from Joy the, yeah, the, yeah. I, I have to say, that is my favourite thing. Like, when I, um, when is it 24-hour party people with Steve Coogan, that whole period of music with the Hacienda in Manchester, I love that late kind of 70s into 80s into early, like there's, um, is it like the new Freedom Music Hall or something like that? There's this one gig in the late 70s where basically all these people, there was like 20 people in the audience. I'm going to Google it in a second. There's 20 people in the audience and out of those 20 people, 50% went on to be pioneers in modern music. And it's like wow. this one gig is basically synonymous with then music. And I've got, I want to say the Sex Pistols were on the stage. I'm Googling it. New mm-hmm. Freedom So that was music. the birthing chapel for yeah. modern music. Yeah, hold on. New, uh, Did you ever have any musical can, can, toys then, guys? Uh I, the only musical toys I've ever had was Guitar Hero. Oh, amazing. Yeah, love that. That's the only... Yeah, the... Yeah. And I had I had the bass version. I had the electric guitar version. Yeah, um, but, yeah that was amazing. Yeah, that's the only musical toys I've ever had. But it just felt like you were actually playing guitar as well, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they do them anymore, do they? They're still around at um, arcades at the seaside. Are they? Yeah. Um, wow. But it's one's way, you know, yeah. It's brilliant. I've got the Beatles very COVID safe, it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, very Come cool. on. I'm going to. F- right. So this is on June the fourth, nineteen seventy-six. There was a Sex P- Pistols gig at the Lesser Free Trade Hall. I was in a million miles off, but right. At this gig were basically um, the Tony Wilson. Um, right, this gig led to the formation of Joy Division, The Smiths, The Fall, and many more. All uh, of wow. these bands that came around in the late 70s, early 80s were all at this Sex Pistols gig. And they went on. And if you watch 24 Hour Party People with Steve Coogan in, he talks about this gig at the beginning of the film and how it led on to the Happy Mondays, New Order, Joy Division, and everything else. It's wow. absolutely, if you're into music, you kind of. That's where modern music yeah. in UK, modern music sort of started. I, See, I find I was, music fascinating. So Yeah, I do. Because I, when I grew up, and I'm similar age to you, Adam, but I wasn't yeah. into that scene of music at all. I touched on Meatloaf. That was... That's, <laughs> yes. That's a phrase. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard I Light. Touched, exactly. So the Meatloaf was the... And I was... So when I was at school, I wasn't in the cool group. I wasn't in the cool group. I was the kid that who's... Yeah. Do you know the oh, one? The in-betweeners. Yeah, Do you know the yeah. one with the backpack who wears it with double straps and sort of runs everywhere because briefcase he's afraid wanker. to get beaten up? Yeah, that, I'm pretty much that guy. I think I had a briefcase at one point. I did have a briefcase. Think, yeah, but I think oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's that's like, you know, exploring as you get older and being creative and everything else. And then society knocks it out of you, but that'll get me on a rant. So let's not do that. <laughs> do well, fun, it. Fun fact here at school, we, um, here's a fun thing. with a, Did you ever have a backpack that was like um, kind of like a, a satchel kind of thing? It'd have a clip here. You just go over the shoulder. 
So you yep. get like um, Umbro. Yep. Do you remember Umbro bags and stuff like that? But it used to become a, a pet peeve because um, you'd walk around school and all your friends would just reach forward and clip it and your bag falls off. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was really I nice. do remember yes. that. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do remember that. So I was um, so Meatloaf was my choice of music. However, the goths, when I was at school, were the people who always stood in the corner, were always the first to smoke cigarettes. Mm. And there was, do you know, like crazy stories would come out. Oh, like... Jack's Jack melted wax into his own eyes, and then that's why that. that's why he's got red eyes. This is this is like the stories that came out of the goth circle. No one knew what they did. No one knew what they were about. They just stood there and looked menacing. That's that was for me was the goth scene. Uh, but this but is inside, the thing, isn't it? they were burning and crying because they were <laughs> yes, goths. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but it's the expression, isn't it? But that's the thing. Like with society, you've gone. Oh God, goths. Oh my God, they wear Slipknot. Oh, don't talk to them. Actually, it's just it's just music, isn't it? You know, I absolutely I absolutely love Slipknot. I still listen to it every day um, because they're absolutely fantastic. They're very clever, very talented, and the music is really hard to play. Um, but everything they create, that brand, I think it's fantastic. But yeah, fantastic. But anyway, um, uh, toys. 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 I only really remember two main toys from my kid. Other than like playing with plastic cars, the, the brands I sort of remember for cartoon were Mask, so Mask Crusaders, working all the time, something like that, and Starcom, which basically Starcom. were little spacemen in little spaceships. I don't know where that one came from, but that, they're the toys I have in my... Other than like... Yeah, playing with plastic cars, pots, pans. I was a kid in ninety. Like, if if we're looking at sort of under ten, I'm I'm you know I'm talking nineteen eighty four here. It was that was when I was six, so it it wasn't exactly known for the peak of kind of exuberance in the early eighties in the UK. So yeah, my my early my earliest childhood toy that I can remember was an Evil Knievel bike, which basically That's sat cool. on a sat on a like a, a holder and you pulled the string out and it read the tires and then it went and all it did was wheelie across the floor. Oh uh, yeah. They're there, still around now I think, aren't they? There is a TikTok account where yes. all he does is stunts with an evil Knievel toy. Yes. Every every video is evil Knievel on that yes, toy doing it. different yeah. things. Yeah. And I even included Evil Knievel in a carousel this week. Because oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was my first one back. I, so guys this is uh, where are we now? It's very uh, late May, early June. So I've just come back on my Instagram channel. Uh, so the one where I say I'm back and all that type of stuff, Evil Knievel's on like slide five or something because oh, I'm so not that so as I've exciting. We also didn't Knievel. swipe far enough, did we? No, well, I did. <laughs> I swiped through them all. I thought, no, it's yeah. Matt. I want to have a look, you know. And uh, But I don't yeah. remember seeing Evil Knievel. No. I remember the one that you were standing there like this, I think, laying on the floor. I know, that was... It was kind of like that. That is, it is that carousel, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. right. I'll go back to it. Do it, do it. So, what was your earliest toy, Ricky? What? Can so, you, uh, what was I, the? F- yeah, well, I had um, lots of. I love TV shows. Uh, Biker mice from Mars. I mean, yes. you might have been a bit older by then. I think, wouldn't you? Biker mice from Mars. I remember Biker Bucky mice O'Hare. from Mars. This yeah, is nineties, though, isn't it? Bucky so. O'Hare. Yeah, uh, Power Rangers was huge. Power Rangers was huge, uh, and also I'm still going to class it as a toy because it actually. It was, I think it's class's toy, but Pokemon cards. Pokemon came out in my um, younger self. It's brilliant. Loved it. Primary school, Pokemon cards came out and uh, they got banned within like a week because everyone was trading cards. And a fun story here, my brother, never let him down for this, but my brother swapped a Charizard, which was one of the, one of the rarest cards you could get for a Game Boy. At the time, I was really annoyed, but now I'm thinking it's a pretty good deal, isn't it? He swapped it for a Game Boy. 
That yeah. is a good spot. My um, my so five, my five and a half year, our five and a half year old Ben, he's quite into Pokemon now. They had they had to do one of these little projects for school. They had to turn an egg into something, and he wanted to turn his into Pikachu. So uh. he made this little egg and Pikachu. Yeah, don't go ah, Ricky. It's a right pain in the bum when they come home <laughs> from school with these projects <laughs> to be discussed next week. Yes. So I bought. So I recently bought a Mega Charizard uh, Pokemon card from eBay. Uh, it was a fake one. Don't don't think it's a like an original that cost loads and loads of money. But because, as we said at the very start of this, one child got into Pokemon. They all want Pokemon cards. We've got stacks in drawers of Pokemon cards like this where we've just bought them off the internet. And now I think I bought a Mega Charizard because it, it's like folklore. Mega Charizard is the most powerful Pokemon. I bought one for my son. I think he's lost it. I think he's lost it. Oh, but no. Pokemon's still huge. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that begs the question then, Matt. Right, so advice. This should, perhaps should be my takeaway. No, I'm going to say I'm writing it down for my takeaway at the end. Sorry, I'm not going to say it now. Boys, uh, uh, right, that's written good. down. That's good radio. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's good gold. Yeah. I, I mumbled it because I thought that would help with the podcast. <laughs> but um, basically, for everyone uh, listening, I just wrote down my takeaway because we always do three takeaways at the end. I think they got that by the way that you went. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But um, what about? So, what was I going to say about toys? So, do you do you still have any of your toys from kids? Like, have your parents yes. kept anything? Yeah, my my no. parents recently moved to the seaside. They're now retiring and you know living in there now, which is sad. Their final home. But as they were moving home, they gave me everything from the attic, and it's sitting in my garage. And I spent a, a day, a couple of weeks ago, going through it, and it was just amazing. Just remembering everything. It was like kind of muscle memory everything came back what i felt what i experienced what i used to play with um i can't believe that as well when you add it up as a monetary value how much my mum and dad probably spent on toys because ridiculous it's mental isn't it yeah. yeah yes yeah it is ridiculous so i don't have any of my toys however um tina tina's mum and dad kept literally everything like her baby teeth like first locks of hair everything is in their loft we got a call probably two weeks ago uh We've just found some TY babies. Do you know these beanie oh, babies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just found some TYs in the loft. Uh, we Googled one, and apparently it's worth 300000 Sorry. What? So you uh, flogged I, it there and there. See, I don't believe this. Yeah. I don't believe that. No, it's a Princess Diana, rare. And apparently, they because it's made with uh, polyethylene pellets, not um, polyprop pellets, and it's got a special tag on it, apparently it's worth thousands. Wow. Uh, if you look, if you if people Google or, or search on eBay for a Princess Diana Ty babies, that they're, they're on they're listed for about hundred thousand, three hundred thousand pounds. But if you go on the Ty baby website and officially look for the auction price, they're worth about five, I think. Wow. So uh, wow. I think there's this this is there's a massive folklore and like mystery around Ty babies. Uh, but yeah, we she's got loads of her own toys, and and the thing is now because Tina's. 30 is the same age as Ricky. Uh, and well done, mate. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Enter the well klaxon done. sound. Yeah. So, <laughs> because she's 30, these toys are like 20 years old. So now um, we've got kids of our own and they're able to go up in the loft and find these toys. So they're playing mm. with dance mats that go on like PlayStation 1s. And, but it still <laughs> keeps it entertained. I, see, I think now, how was I entertained by playing? Have you played Goldeneye recently on the Nintendo 64? <sighs> It's bloody hard it's, to aim, isn't it? What the it's hell? Crap. Because like, yeah. you, you, once you've played Call of Duty and you've like run through maps that you've memorized in your head and all this type of stuff, going back to Goldeneye, yeah, it's like it's like 
an eight-bit game. Yeah, it's terrible. But when you're, but when I was playing it back in the, I think it was two thousands, it was insane. It was mm. the best game that I've ever played. But so I, I, I wonder if there's a game that you really, really wanted when you were a kid that you never got for Christmas that you have subsequently bought. So for example, I've got one in my head which I bought for Tina and I probably three or four years ago. I bought a Mister Freeze for Christmas. Do you know the ones where you put the ice in his tummy, you spin yeah. it around and it shreds up yeah. the ice and then Very you put cool. the... I bought one of them for Tina and I. We, we never used it. It was just for nostalgia because she said she never got one for Christmas. So I got her one for Christmas. Was there oh, a game nice. or thing that you got for Christmas or didn't get for Christmas that you really wished you got? I, I always wanted a Dreamcast. Um, I had the PlayStation 1 and I remember going around my friend's house and he had a Dreamcast and it had Sonic 3D. And I'd previously had like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which was 2D, just, you know, side scrolling. And I was like, this is amazing. And it had like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. I was like, mum, mum, Robert's got a, uh, that was my <laughs> Robert. Yeah, Rob's got a, uh, a Dreamcast. Can I get one? No, Rick, you're not getting one. Your birthday's not until next year. Oh, and I never got one. But I haven't actually bought it. But I, I think now I can just go on YouTube and watch the whole game from beginning. So I think, well, I won't buy it. I'll just watch it. And uh, yeah. Because people just upload the whole things, don't they? They do like a um, a narration and, for the game and make millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I got yeah. see when I was growing up, I wanted a was it a Commodore sixty four was the oh, yeah. was oh, the yeah. computer games and and With the, the floppy disk. So my one of my mates, Daniel Wilson, had a Commodore sixty four, but it was but they were color graphics. So I had a BBC Electron like where you could program it for with basic language, like the computer language. I had one of them and I got one of them for Christmas and I was like stoked. I was so happy. But then I went around his house and it had color graphics and I was like, the BBC Electron shit. Do you, do, you, do you remember like the first time you sat in front of a computer, you'd heard all this stuff like in the news about computers. It was amazing. And you sat in front of it and it was DOS and you kind of went... <laughs> Yeah. What, do, what do I do now? You know, you type yeah. run command forward slash something and it, I don't know, it would print something. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I mean, like, the cutting edge now. of the games, the cutting edge of the games were like, do you know the books that you used to get, which was, uh, you could either go left or right. Yeah. If you want to go left, turn to page 49. If you want to yeah. go right, it was literally, that was the cutting edge of the game on the BBC Electron. You typed door one and then it would yeah. run the next set of text. So it was just like reading a book. Yeah, it's crap. <laughs> There's a great Netflix documentary about this, about the games that changed their lives. If you watch that, it shows yeah, you. Yeah, those. yeah, I've seen. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember um, games like um, uh, Turtles on. Um, I think it was Commodore 64. There's a floppy disk you put it in. Um, uh, I love those games. I loved it. It's fantastic. See, I, I had the BBC Electron, and then my granddad got an I, the first IBM like computer, and it was running Windows, and then it had Solitaire, and I learned how to play Solitaire. Never got to grips oh, with Minesweeper. Yeah. Never, yeah. can never know how to play Minesweeper. <laughs> it was tricky, wasn't it? You, it was tricky. Was it right mouse button? Was flag? You could put a flag down. Left yeah, click to, was to, to yeah. mark. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that on on a site for anyone listening, the reason I'm not really joining in is because I didn't really have game consoles when I was younger, so I have oh. no idea. I kind of know what they're talking about, but I can't Neglected. really join in from, <laughs> from a nostalgic. Uh, uh, if you want to diss my humble beginnings, Ricky, feel free. I, I do uh, apologise. No, it's, it's a joke, man. I don't mind. No, uh, um, grass still grows between the cracks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> know what that means but it's funny it feels like a, it feels like a uh, a tip off to last week's episode that was never recorded yeah. oh <laughs> never gonna see the light of day last week's episode right um what was i gonna say so 
You know, when so when Windows 95 came out and all these other things, they always came with that default game, as you were just talking about Minesweeper and everything else. I learned, so I have a MacBook M1. I'm in a very great position to be able to have one, which is the latest podcast, uh, latest computer from Apple. It still has chess on it. It still has their default. I didn't realize this. I was wow. in the apps on it the other day, and it's like it has that. And I quite like that. It's almost a nod to nostalgia and the fact that the Queen's Gambit was on Netflix. And did you yes. have you seen the figures of the increase in popularity of chess due to the Queen's Gambit on? Is it Queen's yeah. Gambit? King's Gambit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Queen's yeah, Gambit. Queen's yeah. Gambit. Yeah. yeah. On that, yeah. That, that, the true story, the isn't figures it? are huge. You know, on on the increase in popularity in chess. And I saw, I saw a. Um, I saw a like a meme or a, a graphic going around that this guy who pitched Queen's Gambit to Netflix pitched it to BBC, pitched it to ITV, pitched it pitched this series to so many different people. Everybody said no, and now it's. It, I think at the time it was the biggest show to launch on Netflix because it just yeah. went viral. It, it was really the, good. That's the power of persistence. That's yeah, what... yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And funnily enough, Emily and I had an idea. One of our other brands is called The Outside Bride. And we had an idea for a TV show and we started down this kind of six month campaign of trying to get it made into a TV show. And, and everyone kept coming back going. So there's a few thoughts on here. I'll try and whip this up and come back to toys. So there's a few thoughts of why are we making a TV show? Why would we not just make it ourselves on YouTube? Right. That's kind of thought one. Um, but thought two is we decided we wanted a TV show for our own ego reasons. And everyone went, yeah, but there's no jeopardy. Everyone we spoke to went, there's no jeopardy in your TV show. And we went, there doesn't need to be jeopardy. And you know, when you just know you're right well we knew we were right but unfortunately life kind of after six months meant we couldn't go on with that project anymore and we had to create a new project that was going to make some money basically um so we, we, <laughs> we did that but we knew our tv show had legs and uh we we did speak to some production company we even spoke to one producer um who was kind of changing it slightly to kind of and we were going yeah okay you can change it because we want it on tv but deep down we we're like no don't change it but uh, anyway yeah so i get that persistence part it does pay off it's like yeah. the ring doorbell guy the ring doorbell guy went on dragon's den they said no that's a rubbish idea and then amazon bought it for four billion or something so wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so trunky is another one isn't it didn't trunky oh did he get oh, well that done well den. done for bringing that back to kids toys by the way yeah oh, that was a nice one wasn't Smooth. it i'll tell you what should yeah. we do a quiz let's do yes. it let's do it let's do the game of the week play jingle now Ding. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. Right. So we've done the jingle. We'll put we'll put it in post. Yeah. Or Ricky will put it in post. I'll put it in post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three second jingle, Thanks, please, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I've got two sets of questions. Okay. Uh, question. So we're going to call this game the race. It's not a rip off of the chase. It's purely called the race. So I've got two sets of questions. Set, question set A or question set B. Uh, I'd like you both to choose a set of questions. Oh, Ricky, you go first, mate. Okay. A I'm going to say A. A. Go for A. Question set A. So there are 10 questions here, Ricky. Okay. That I'm going to ask you. They are all related around children's toys. Okay. Alan, you'll obviously have question set B and you'll do the same afterwards. So oh, it's just cool. who's going to <laughs> who's going to win? Oh, the dr the drama. What's right. the prize? Um um a Commodore 64? Correct. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let me have a look on eBay. Let me have a look on eBay. I reckon they're quite expensive now. Yeah. Well, it also depends on how much money our OnlyFans accounts made us and what true. prizes we can buy. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to check out the OnlyFans account, go and look at, uh, go and check the link in the show notes, or it'll be on this video around here. Right. Uh, Commodore sixty four hundred pounds on eBay right now. 
That's good. Oh, it's one as low as 40 it. right now. Uh, about £100 pound right now. 40 for spares. Yeah. Right. <laughs> are you ready, Rick? I am ready. Right, so there are 10 questions. They are all about toys. Okay. And your time starts... Well, there is no time limit, but I'm just... It, it sounds good. And your time starts now. LOL dolls are a popular little baby dolls that come wrapped inside a surprise toy ball. True. What does LOL stand for? <laughs> Laugh out loud? No. Uh, in 2001, Yasmin Jade, Chloe, Sasha became serious competitors to Barbie. How are these dolls collectively known? Oh. Yasmin who? Yasmin? Yasmin, Jade, Chloe, Sasha. Is it the Kardashians? No, I don't, oh. um, no, I don't know. I'm thinking of it because um, I remember in Argos, I think we used to sell these. Does it begin with B? It does. <gasps> Is it Bratz? Bratz. Bratz. Yes. 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 Right, so the first one was Little Outrageous Littles is what LOL okay. stands for. So we'll give you the I should know that. Yeah, I should know that. Uh, Bratz dolls, you're correct. Here we go. Throwback to earlier in the episode. Most Tamagotchis were housed in a small egg-shaped computer with an interface consisting of how many buttons? Two? Incorrect, it was three. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. This one, this one's, uh, so you have to get both parts of this question correct. Okay. In the game Buckaroo, which is, which is the only playing piece to have a hole drilled in it, and how many pieces in total are there? Playing piece that has a hole drilled through it? Yeah. It's the only playing piece with a hole in it. Is it the hat? Can correct. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Yes. The hat wow. and... And how many pieces are there? So you have to get both pieces, both parts correct. Ten. Oh, so close. It was 12. Oh, so you get that one. Man. I was going to say Again. 12 just to join in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Uh, what was the nationality of Professor Erno Rubik, the inventor of the Rubik's ah, Cube? Um, Swedish? Uh, that's what I would have said. He was Hungarian. Uh, I'd have said Swedish, yeah. Uh, which action figure's most notable feature was that it could be stretched from its original size to nearly Stretch Armstrong. Five. Yes! <laughs> they get slightly easier now. Well, I say slightly easier. How many columns are there in a Connect 4 grid? <laughs> this is a tough one. Columns? Yeah, how many columns? Eight. I think it's seven. Left. Yes, Six. it's seven. Correct. Seven. Well done. Oh, wow. <laughs> is there, honestly, yeah. I was going to go oh, like 13. Yeah. No, it's seven. Hold on, I'll give you Googling that one. It. Yeah. Uh, which strategy, strat, strategy board game is played on a board divided into 42 territories on six continents? Monopoly. Oh, oh no. Continents? Or, risk. Is it Risk? Risk. It is yes. Risk. Which melody is most, asso most often associated with a jack-in-the-box? Oh, melody. Um, I don't know. I can kind of hear it playing in my head. So when, you're, so when, you're, so when you're winding it up, it plays it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to sing it? Is it like a shooting star? Isn't it called it? Pop Goes the Weasel? Yeah, but you've got to do it in club style. Like that. That's that one, isn't it? We should do, do that. that. Yes. That's <laughs> 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 for, for, uh, for any listeners just joined in, Alan is not having a stroke. He's okay. He's just singing. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I am someday. Did you say? Did you give me the answer, by the way? I think Alan did. Was it Pop Goes the Weasel? Correct, Ricky. Well done. That's a point for you. <laughs> oh, did I? I didn't realise I'd said it. Uh, and then final question, question number 10. In 2004, Brain Freeze was added to which game by Milton Bradley? Brain Freeze? 
Yes. Added to what game? Listeners love silence. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Not sure. uh, you'll kick yourself when yeah. I say the answer. Operation. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Operation. So, the, oh. do you know, the, they added the brain and it was the... Oh, yeah. right. Okay. okay. So, you got one, two, three, four, five out of ten. Not bad. So, Alan has bad. five to beat. Oh. I, I, I don't think I would have got five on that, like... Um, yeah, on that list. See, I think these are easier. But if, if I do this, can you see me typing things in and Googling it? Yes. You have to, oh, okay. you have you have to, to show like hands. Yes, you have yeah. to show hands. <laughs> Which, are you ready, Alan? And your time Check. starts now. Which popular game called Trouble in the United States features a clear plastic pop die container in the middle? I know the. Um, I, I know if it. I do this, can you see me googling it? No, I don't. Know. I, I, I can't think what it's called. Can you so pass? Isn't it? It's frustration. That's the game. It is frustration. I'm really. I'm frustrated about. I don't know the answer to this question. If you want to pass uh, to me, Alan, I will give you the point if I know it. All right. You Google it and send it to me on the yeah, text. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Name I, the no. most recognisable brand of children's crayon. Crayola. Yes. yes. This is this is quite a fun one. This one. So which toy, I'm excited about my own game, which toy was the first to be advertised on television and has made appearances in the Toy Story films? Ooh, um, it's not like um, T, trombone, tromboning, no. Um, no, I, I, Ricky, right, for oh, I was going to say Tommy, Tommy, is it Tommy? No, which toy? Toy. Oh. Right, so I'm, I'm thinking something like... Oh, I'm thinking it's something like Andy Pandy no. or... Like... No. Is it this? Advert. Think of Think of a vegetable. Oh. Oh, Mr. Potato, Potato Head. Head. Yes! Ah, Mr. Potato yes. Head. Was that the first advert? First toy? Yes. I thought but it now, like Isn't it Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head in the modern world? Or isn't it just Potato Head now with no gender? It is Potato I think they've taken... Yeah, they've taken gender out of it, haven't they? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yes. Which electronic robotic toy resembling an owl-like creature was released in 1998? I do remember that. But, um, Owlet? Mr. Owl? Mrs. Owl? Owl, because it wouldn't have had a gender. <laughs> do you know, know, Ricky? Say the question again. Which electronic robotic toy resembling an owl-like creature was released in 1998? Oh, no. No. Owl. I asked oh, him this just before. Oh, I, came I know out. it. I know it. Is it Furby? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Furby. Okay. I, yes. I had this image of like a robotic owl that went. Toot, toot, it, like well, it was this, the eyes. The eyes that made me think. Went, oh, yeah. I do that, remember a Furby. I do yeah. remember Furby. Uh, There's a great, by the way, great show on Netflix, um, like The End of the World, like with mobile phones. You've seen it. It's an animated film, and there's a giant sounds Furby. Positive. In that. It's brilliant. Really positive. good. Really good film. Can we just confirm? Have I got anything right? I mean, without help. Uh, you Crayola, oh, which is probably at the, the level you're at. Alan. <laughs> Many a true word said in jest. <laughs> what number does the spin wheel on the Game of Life go up to? Like fifty-eight. I don't know. No, nope, I genuinely 10. don't know. <clears throat> I thought these were easier. Ten. Uh, in 1966, Action Man was launched in Britain as a licensed copy of which American toy? <gasps> I know it. GI Joe. Correct. Yes. What was the name of ha Nintendo's first handheld game console? Game Boy. Correct. Oh, we're on a roll now, Alan. 
We're on a Come roll. On, he must be on four. He must be on four now. He's on four, yeah. <gasps> so he's got three questions left. Oh, okay. Uh, the the final two are quite difficult though. So you need to nail this one. Which British fashion doll was created in 1963 as a rival Cindy. to Barbie? Yes. Cindy. Oh. Before it was even over, I knew it. <laughs> I can feel the accolades. <laughs> Uh, which traditional toy was invented by Germans Max Poling and Ernst Gottschall? I'm going to go with, and I don't think this is right, but traditional toy. I'm going to go with Meccano. Ooh. Oh. No, the clue was in the titles of their names. Oh, I did again. So I'll say Max Poling and oh. Ernst Gotch. Go. Po. Po Gotch? Po. Go stick. Oh, oh <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, nice yeah. one. So I thought it was going to be like Mighty one. Max or something. <clears throat> still yeah. still popular as well, Pogo Sticks. Mm. In space. They, are they? Is that Smith's it? Poor, Is that old poor man, No, you've got one more question left. If you get this oh, correct. Right. Hold on, Smith's the poor man's what? Poor man's What's Toys R Us. Yeah, but Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. No, you're right. It's true. You yeah. shut down. So now it's just the... What about, <laughs> what about the entertainment? <laughs> Anyway, what's that? No one cares about the entertainer. No one Um, cares about the entertainer. Apart apart from children. Uh, The name of which game... So this is your final question, Alan. If you get this correct, you take home the Commodore 64. Can I just say, the entertainer does have some great deals in it. It it isn't worth truly ignoring. There's one in our local place, Whiteley, and you you kind of go in there because it's there. Do you? Actually, I like Whiteley. Um, But until Pizza Express shut, because that was my favourite one. And um, anyway, you go in Whiteley, you go in entertainment Whiteley because they have some amazing deals in there. So my first spending, so small Whiteley story just before we finish the quiz. (laughs) Small Whiteley story. When I first met Tina, uh, I lived in I lived in Fareham, so not far from Whiteley, and she lived in Bournemouth. She came down to see me, and we went for our first ever like external date to the Starbucks in Whiteley, Uh, and then we said, right, we're going to go and buy. I'll go. I'll buy some dinner. Um, and I took it to Tesco's and we walked out with a bottle of wine and some toilet roll. Um, I love so that. that was our what first a, ever. What a party you had! <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the essentials. The essentials. I know how to treat a lady. Let me just yeah. put can, it that I, way. can I just Smooth. say? So when I met Emily, I lived in Bournemouth and she lived in Showling in Southampton. Now you made the right choice. You moved to Bournemouth. I made the wrong choice. I left Bournemouth and moved to Showling. Now <laughs> you know I love Emily. I love her family and I love everything about it. But yeah, I should have persuaded her to come to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, right. Matt, for making the correct decision there. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. Now the tension returns. If you oh, yeah. get this answer correct, you take home the Commodore 64. If you don't, it's a draw and it's a bit of a drab, drab quiz. Just doing my... Uh, then we have a bonus question. We've got to have a bonus question. First one to answer it then, if it's a draw. Oh, Fastest yeah. fingers first. Yeah. I haven't got a bonus question. Jesus. Um... Ready. Uh, uh, the name of which game is derived from the Swahili word which means to build? Ooh. I have no idea at all, but I think I'm going to go with Tetris. Oh, you. You. Is Tetris it wrong? is incorrect. I'm going to pass Stupid it over to Ricky game, to see anyway. if he can. <laughs> no, no one likes your game, Matt. No one likes it. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to Ricky. So I, I'm guessing uh, that it's then a Game Boy sort of thing or like a no. electronic. No. Oh, it's okay. Ooh, it's right. not a, a physical building. It's well, a physical building uh, game. Well, it can't be Lego. Don't you start Googling it, Mr. Braithwaite. 
Oh, I'm out. Do I get a yeah. second guess? So if Ricky gets no. it wrong, I get another guess. It can't be Lego because that's it's not. not Lego. Are we on five each and it, right now? And it wouldn't so be... surely this no, is sudden on... death. No, I'm you're on, four. on four. Oh no, you are on five. I'm on five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five be... assisted or five off my own back? <laughs> no, you did five <laughs> off your own back. <laughs> All right. To build. I think Ricky um, got one that was assisted. Is it Playmobil? Uh, wrong. Shall I give you the answer? Yeah. It's Jenga. Jenga! Oh. Jenga, 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 oh! It's like there's a kid's cartoon. <laughs> Honestly, it's when I tip this yeah. episode up, it's literally going to be... <laughs> jenga, Jenga, Jenga! <laughs> so, in interestingly, right, there's a kid's cartoon, Ricky, that you're going to get to love called, like, Tenga or something. So then you said Jenga, and our kid's swimming school is owned by a lady called Senga. So I said there, we've got chatty with Senga when we go there, because it's in like in our back garden. All this weird stuff happens with kids, Ricky. You go to people's back gardens to learn to swim. And I went, <laughs> oh, Senga, you know, because we've been chatting for a few months now. You know, do you mind me asking, where's your name come from? And I was expecting her to tell me that she had like heritage from the Democratic Republic of Congo or something in Western, deep Western dark Africa. And she goes, no, it's Scottish. It's Agnes in reverse. And I'm like, Senga, I was expecting oh, this amazing wow. like story yeah. about well, your heritage coming from African nations and stuff like this. And it's basically Scottish and Agnes in reverse. Agnes, wow. There we go. Wow. There we go. Interesting. Senga, if you're listening, I love your name. Thank you. And the kids love swimming. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a very good it. quiz, that, Matt. Love that. Thank yeah, you. that was a good quiz. Right. Good quiz so it's so. a draw in the end, I think. Wasn't it? So are we going to have a bonus question then? No, it wasn't a draw because, was it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we both got five. Yeah, it was five. a draw. It was a draw. I'm happy. I'm I mean, we can Google. do another question because it'll be funny or I'm just quite happy to concede defeat. Uh, get to concede defeat? Concede defeat. Um, whatever. I'm quite, I'm quite happy for another question. Oh, let me Google one then. So YouTube yeah. pad. YouTube okay. pad. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's so talk about Jenga. Like... Jenga was great, wasn't Jenga. it? And you can get giant Jengas, can't you? Uh, they use them at weddings quite a lot. You see them? We had one in our wedding business. We had giant Jenga and yeah. put it out. I bet it was a nightmare I, it is, to build, wasn't it? No, it is. It's on my list. To get, right. So as a, as a kind of, there are toys that are just a pain in the bottom. And anything that you have to build repeatedly that it, people enjoy knocking over is on the list of that's a faff. You know, like yeah. Buckaroo, when you have children, you go, this is nostalgic. Kaplunk, right? We bought our kids Kaplunk. Yeah. No, don't do not do it, right? Yeah. Hey, 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 right. So you on toys with little pieces, one big piece. That's the rules. Sorry, Matt. Well, I t I've been told this by my brother. My brother hated every time I bought a gift for my niece and nephew, which was musical. He went, oh, you, you wait, Ricky. You wait until you have kids. Because it just annoyed the hell out of him. So I'm not oh, looking forward true. to that. Th that. Those were the worst toys that I've ever had. Uh, in my household. So, so this is complete. I'm not talking very good English, but the worst toys that you can ever have in your house are the ones which play a small, short melody when a button is pressed. If you, you know, have those... Um, do you have toot toot, toot toot driver, like, and it just goes oh, toot mate. toot drivers. And what the worst thing is, right, Ricky, you'll be sat there in the evenings watching TV with Danielle going, oh God, the kid's asleep. We've got five minutes. And you'll hear this toy come wafting over the airwaves. And you go... <laughs> And you literally won't be able to find it. And it will just be going on and on. We, our kids have got yeah. electronic Thomas, like Ben and Joseph love Thomas the Tank Engine. And they've got some electric ones. And you just hear this very faint motor. But you can never find it because they've put it on the floor and it's gone under a piece of furniture. <laughs> so you just hear this coming over around the house at nighttime. It's horrible. It's like Chinese water torture. 
It is. It is. We we every we had toot toot animals. So every single animals, and then we also got the toot toot advent calendar for Christmas, which again it hadn't been unboxed. But because it was on the side at Christmas, you're sat down watching TV before Christmas Day, before it's been opened, and it's bloody making noise before it's even been opened. <laughs> you can't even open it to turn it off. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. Right. Final tiebreaker question. Uh, so figure? this so this stat is accurate as of 2017. So it's slightly out of date, possibly. However, and it's fastest fastest to answer wins. So it's fingers on your buzzers featuring 7,541 pieces what do you build with the largest Lego set ever I've got uh, it star star ship oh, wait, I said, I... Ooh, he I said whoever it. answers the... I, said, I said I've got it oh, on then is it the star um, cruiser I was going to say the Harry Potter um, Hogwarts no no Ricky Lam- it's not Harry is it from Star Wars and it's the star cruiser thing or is it the Millennium Falcon Yeah. Do you know what? This is the most animated I've ever seen, Alan. We've got Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. Then. <laughs> I had a coffee. I had a coffee. I'm all right today. I had a good night. Love funnily it. enough, love it. Funny enough, I apologize. This is not a parental rant, but last night was one of the first <laughs> night. We don't get many that all, none of the kids came in in the night. The night before was a full moon. It was a nightmare. Everyone was all over the place. Last night, everyone went through. So it was there was nothing in the night. Nothing. So it was a good night's sleep. So many jokes, so little time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nothing appeared, nothing came up. So. <laughs> right, we're going back to Chris Moore's 1990s era again. That was last yeah, week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was a subtle innuendo. That wasn't yeah. too bad, I think. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to get any worse from that. I don't want to be uh, too laddish. Alan, are you competitive? So... <laughs> Yes, but I don't need to win. So I, I'm, a, I'm a bad winner and a bad loser, right? But I don't. I, don't, I love the competition. I, I, I do not need to win, but I absolutely love the competition. So when, as, as I'm a boring forty-year-old with like past in corporate world, I've done all those strengths finder stuff, and corporate uh, competitions like my second or third biggest strength is like strategic maximizer competition, something like that, and uh, so I absolutely love the competition but i do not need to win to i'm not like that but i will be a bad loser and a bad winner as part of the kind of enjoyment of it i just loved how you turned into a gangster at the end there do you not do you not like you know when people win it's like on the radio when they do a surprise call and someone wins and they go oh thanks very much like that there's a there's a meme of the guy who won like 185 million on the lottery and he rang up and went yeah can you check my ticket please and the guy on the phone like tap 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 and goes yeah i think you've got a winner it seems that you've won 185 million he's like oh right thanks like it's like the most british wife as well and go (laughs) yeah i think we've won yeah. yeah, yeah, it is, it is. No, the big Whereas one. I, I would have put the phone on loudspeaker and started like right, yeah, yeah, you know, firing into the air because that's stupid. You better and fucking funny. bring it to me on a silver yeah. cushion. It, it would have been a full-on Jerry Maguire, you know. Show me the money. It would have been. I absolutely would have gone mental. That's the second time Alan broke his mic today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little red light on it and it keeps going off today. I might move it away. I'm, I'm looking forward to... See, I hope that, Alan, that you are like this in the coffee morning in about 15 minutes' time, just to see the same No, energy. I've used it all up. There's, yeah. always a, uh, there's always a fall after the peak. Everyone knows that. You know, this is the peak. <laughs> well, trough, you, trough coming up. Well, just quickly, I was going to say, with the, the radio thing you made me think of, have you heard of uh, Barry Loves a Minty Biscuit? 
No. Is, is, is this Chris Moyles in the 90s? <laughs> no, I think it was like, um, it's Barry from Watford calls Ian can, Lee. Can I just interrupt you, Ricky? It's, oh, yeah. We, so last week, listeners, we recorded a podcast, Fat. Basically, if we become as big as the Beatles, we'll come out as one of those lost recordings. That's, that's pretty much, it's never going to, it was terrible for many, many reasons. Ricky, I just want to remind you of all of the many reasons last week's is never going to be coming out. Are you sure you want to tell this story? Are you sure? Uh, uh, no, we'll, we'll put it on the hashtag OnlyFans, but it's, a, it's a right, hilarious. Okay. It's just, it's a very funny story. It's a comedian that rings up about a minty biscuit. It's hilarious. I'll send the link to you after. Yeah. I'm nervous. Check it out. It's on right. YouTube, everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you not telling us the story? No, I won't tell you, just in case. Yeah, just in case. So it, it does have connotations, which probably... No, it's actually all right, but I'm, I was just conscious of the time. That was all. I'm conscious of the time. Ooh, oh, what is, oh I, I didn't know the time. That's my job. Sorry, sorry, Matt, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know we'd been going that long. This is a good episode, so, I think. This is, yeah. <laughs> and we are humble. <laughs> <laughs> Right, hey, no, no one else is going to do it, so you might as well do it yourself. So, right. right, so final question then for you guys. What was your favourite toy when you were growing up? Okay. And then we'll do the takeaways, and then we'll end the show, and we'll move on. So what was your favourite toy? A, can I pick a bike? I, I always remember being out on my bike. Like I remember getting a mini BMX when I was, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old. I remember learning to ride on it. I remember my first crash, I cut up the side of my mouth because I jumped something and cut it all up on this curb. I, like a lot of my memories are about me riding on my bike. So uh, I'm picking Did you ever my... have a, um, a, a chopper? No, have, no, I had none of that. I just remember having this little BMX. No, I, I don't know. I don't really... Like, when you were talking about the toy you never had that you wanted, I don't really remember that. I do occasionally Google stuff and think about buying it, but I'm a bit more... Like, I, I want to buy the back catalogue of Haynes manuals for every car I've ever owned. That's, like, how my head works. Let's go to Halfords. They're in Halfords still. I know, but I, I don't want to pay full price for them. So I, I, I like the idea of every car I've ever owned in Haynes manual form in chronological order of me owning it. That's, like... How my head works so, so uh, now i've got a throwback <laughs> in my head of you winning the lottery at 185 million going all right yep yeah. emily i'm gonna buy those haynes manuals now <laughs> yeah, like li- literally i i would go out and buy a tuk-tuk you know if i won the lottery I'd, there's a guy in eastleigh who sells tuk-tuks that would be my first place because i want to i want to drive around on a tuk-tuk because that's stupid and it will make me smile every time i get in it that's how my you know would you paint I, it yellow yeah, yeah, because yeah. then I could write it off as a business expense as marketing. <laughs> you heard it here, Ricky. world's first. Yeah. yeah, Ricky, what was the toy? Um, I, I think it's got to be my Sega Mega Drive. It, it's got to be. I I spent years, years, and years on that, and that just kind of still to this day, I still love playing games. And I think it was just the idea of transporting yourself into another world, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Pitfall. Tetris, I'd spent hours on that. And and also, I just remember doing the old, uh, you know, the, oh, Dad, it's not working. I'll just take it out, Rick. Yeah, I hate it when you take it out and blow it. I know, yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> Chris Wiles. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. But you know what? When you, without, without being smutty, and that was a little bit, like, we, we've all done that. We've all, like, blown into something electrical, going, that will clean it. Like, not yes, knowing, but you're yeah. putting all this moisture and other skank into it, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. To try and my, gloss over the rudeness, you know. No, that's, that's good. I like that. So my favourite game wasn't actually physical or electronic. It was playing Manhunt with my friends in the park. <gasps> so where you literally go to a country park. <sighs> yes. And then you all split up and you're basically being commando. You lay in mm-hmm. bushes, you lay in leaves, and yeah. you all have to find each other. 
my son, who's now 14, 15, he plays this with his friends. When he Love comes that. to stay with me, he just literally says to me, Dad, can I go home early? Because I want to go and play Manhunt with my friends. Yes. That, those times as a boy playing Manhunt in the woods were the happiest times of my life. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. We, we, so I was in Scouts from the age of six. And yeah, we would do wide, wide games, but Manhunt would always be the wide game. Like, let's say, yeah, yeah. we would think we were commandos laying in the, yeah. the nettles and everything else. Well, we used to play that as well. And my brother joined, uh, he actually went into the army, but he was in the... Um, Army cadets as well. So when we used to go play Manhunt, he would turn up in full army costume. Yeah, and he always won. He was fantastic. I remember one time just sitting in a bush and then he was right next to me. I didn't even know he was scared the shit out of me. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to wrap up the episode, guys. Do you want to do a takeaway? Should we do a takeaway? You, Alan, mine's you pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's look. Don't get me wrong. It's not all about this. But if you're buying a toy that you think's particularly special, buy two and put one in the box for like whether you want to give it to your kids when they're older or when you're older, sorry, or whether you decide to flog it on eBay in thirty years' time. Don't really care. But if you're buying something that's particularly special, buy two. I like that. That's it. Well, my takeaway then, I think, would be this was a discussion that's came up quite a lot this week about the idea of play. You know, and when, you, when you're kids, you know, you're taught to be creative and play. And then the first thing you do is join school and they give you like this, a little line notepad. And they say, write in the lines. Don't go out the lines, write in the margin. And then from that age on, you just kind of lose that innocence, don't you? And you lose that playfulness. So I think just go out there and be cheeky, be playful, have fun. Yeah. Because you know? school knocks it all out. Basically, school kills creativity and knocks it all out of you. But we might have to save that for its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's education rants. <laughs> yeah. so, so my takeaway was pretty similar to Ricky's actually, which is just don't ever think that you're constrained with what you're given. Always look for something more. So you can, like my son, Theo, he's six now. From the moment he was born, he had a small teddy put in his cot. He still carries that teddy around with him today. He's he's called Piggy and he he won't ever go to bed without him. I remember having exactly the same. Mine was called Charlie. He was a little blue bear. Always take these things from your childhood and carry them through. And, and never think that it's strange, weird, or crazy, because that's made you who you are today. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our... Uh, I, I, Ricky just put that in the chat. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Five stars would be perfect, because we all like five-star reviews. Um, you can also head over to our OnlyFans account, which we're going to set up, I'm sure, before this point. Uh, and... Even, the website might even be live, which is www.thethreemenandpodcast.com. And you can go and visit that and you can just catch up on all the episodes. But thank you, guys. Thank you for coming along for my episode this week. Thank uh, you, yes, Matt. Yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. Matt. I loved it. Yeah. Good all right. Times. Good times. Well, see you next week, guys. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.